This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahap Up Podcast. We're here today to talk about a brand new season of a brand new part of 90 Day. 90 Day Fiance, the other way, season four is upon us. I'm here to talk about episode one with y'all. We have a whole new cast with the exception of one couple from Love in Paradise, which I know a lot of you may be familiar with if you've been listening to this uh, podcast, but otherwise you may not know of. It'll be a fun time. I can't wait. I am, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express. Please, Andy Keeley, ready to break it down once more. And with me this week is a lovely guest who was with me last week, bookending a bad season and kicking off a new season. It's the one and only Liana Boris. Liana, how are you doing? Hello, Puya. I am fantastic. It's so nice to be in a season with people that I don't hate yet. So <laughs> it's going to be a fun experience to see what happens. We got to meet four of, I think, the total six couples that are going to be on the show. I'm actually really sad we didn't get to see the other two. But you know what? I'm going to be watching along, listening along the whole time. So I'm excited to kick things off with you here today. Yeah, honestly, it's the keyword being yet, of course, being yet. Because, of course, I know we're going to end up having problems with some of these it's guaranteed to get there but for now it's exciting it's fresh it's new i don't have those opinions yet it's a positive place to be and we don't get a lot of positive when it comes to 90 day fiance sometimes so i'll take it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also, as you mentioned, it's all new couples, which for me, my favorite season of 90 Day will always be before the 90 days. And I think you and I were talking about this, I guess, offline, <laughs> like in our normal lives, because we like live together. We were talking about how it's always really fun. The couples that haven't yet had to really commit to each other yet and i feel like the other way we also get a smattering of some of those couples that yes technically people are moving but you know they haven't actually gone through the visa process yet much to potentially some of the cast members chagrins so that always makes for a little bit more chaos especially the fact that we have a couple here who have literally never met in person yeah, they've never met in person. This is the thing for me. The other way is kind of like a sweet spot in between the both and maybe not sweet spot because my ideal like you is before the 90 days when they're just kicking off the dating. They're about to meet for the first time, but they're not committed to each other. Mm-hmm. They're not committed to a lifelong journey that they might not be mentally or or logically or physically prepared for. They're just having fun. I think that's mm-hmm. why I like it. Happily Ever After is kind of my release here because it's like, okay, you made the wrong move. You're together. You shouldn't be together. And now we have to deal with it. And then the other way, it's like some of you are actively moving there to get married permanently or selling off your homes and and you're leaving your jobs and you're going, but we don't know you yet. So it's fine because it could be good. So it's kind of like we're in on the gamble with them, which is nice. Mm But then also some of them, you already know it's a bad move. And I think there's a couple in here that I think have bad moves written all over it, which we're going to get to. But it's in the middle. Yeah, it's look, it's always fun. It's like a new present. We get to unwrap and we get to predict what we think is going to happen. We can already see some of the cracks starting to form. There's one couple who I am rooting for so hardcore. Same. I think it's the same couple. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, we'll get there. Yeah, so then let's kick off the journey, Liana, together. Let's go all the way to Haleyville, Alabama to kick things off and meet oh. Chris. Chris was the first person they introduced us to in this episode. Mm-hmm. And Chris lives in Haleyville, Alabama, is 40. Chris came out in butterfly wings and a onesie. Yes. So we were introduced. This was the first cast member. Also, we're we're going in order, I think, of when they appeared on the show, I assume. But anyway, Chris, this was the first person we were meeting and she comes out in the onesie. She also comes out and checks the mail in like um like a fairy outfit kind of thing. She talks about how she loves dressing up. She loves costumes. And I think immediately you're just sort of like, OK, I have to know more about this woman. Yeah, she's 40, self-proclaimed 40 going on 20. Mentioned mm-hmm. that the costumes make her feel like herself, make her feel like the age she feels, how she feels, who she feels like she is. Uh, she's in a small town, Haleyville, having about 3,000 people. She has two children. She's been married twice. Um, but she did raise the kids as a single mother. And then ultimately, she went online, found an ad for an international dating site, and then signed up and found her person that we're going to be following, Jamie. Yes. So the other interesting thing about Chris is that Chris has been in 
exclusively I think uh, relationships with men and so this is her first relationship with a woman Um, she talks about that she describes herself as bisexual she would sneak out to go to Birmingham to go to gay bars because you know being from the south being from Alabama and the Bible Belt that's obviously something that's not really accepted her she talks to her mom a little bit so you kind of get a sense of like what she grew up in but yeah she talks about how she's had maybe a few relationships with women, but they had to be secretive because she, you know, obviously, as I mentioned, being from the South. Yeah. She mentioned that she um, found herself always being attracted to women more, but because of where she was raised and how her surroundings were, like you said, it was always hidden. It was always in silence, always sneakily. And now she is following her truth, living her truth. And she has found Jamie who lives in Colombia, but is Venezuelan, which we'll get to Jamie in a second here, because when they first, the way they do this is they kind of introduce you to the one person first and then Mm -hmm. soft introduce you to the second person in a later segment, which we do get to Jamie, but we do meet before Jamie, we do meet her two children. She has two children. One is uh, her name is star who is 16. And then Dane is 18. Yes. So they're, you know, both, Adults. I think they both still live at home. If they, I understand yeah, correctly, so they, I think they all live in the same house, right? Yeah, they the live mom. in their mom in her mom's place. The all of them, because we found out later by the end of the episode that six years ago she bought her dream house and then it got burnt down, and she's in the middle of renovating it. Mm, yeah. Okay. So the the kids overall, we didn't get a good sense of them most of the time on 90 Day Fiance. The kids are like the sensible ones. And I would say they definitely have that air about them of like, are you sure you want to do this? You're going to move because essentially we find out Chris is going to move to Columbia and get married within nine days or nine days after she nine arrives, day fiance. having never met this person in person. So naturally, I think the kids are a little bit like, are you sure you want to do this? But they didn't seem as as aghast about the situation as I would have expected. Like if my mom was like, yeah, I'm going to fly and marry a person within nine days I've never met, I would be much more incredulous about the situation. Well, that's the thing, right, is that what the information we know is that, first of all, every family or friend you are going to meet in this episode is the skeptical one. They do not have trust in this relation. Not one friend or family member was like, oh, yeah, do your thing. They're all a little bit skeptical on it all. But to me, Liana, not having met in person yet is a is a big one because like, right, we didn't we were like good but we didn't know until we met in person uh, like are we good good you never know if the second good is there until you meet in person so not i would never that, have married you if we hadn't met okay at least like <laughs> give it a second gap so that i feel better don't just like it's not a you I, thing. I wouldn't it's, have married you not, we I never met just to be clear i would not no i mean <laughs> I, I think <laughs> it's not a you thing that's i know I you're not wrong most most people would do it to say yeah, no, you're absolutely not wrong. I feel similarly, although I think I would have probably jumped in with two feet a little bit more similar to someone we're going to talk about <laughs> later. OK, but oh. no, I definitely agree with you there. I think that that is 100 percent going to be a, a interesting situation, especially when we learn a little bit more about 
their relationship in the lead up to her moving. Mm -hmm. It's not been roses all the way. There's been a lot of major bumps. So it's absolutely to me. I'm very shocked that the children seemed a little bit more complacent. But also, I feel like like mom knows best, like let her do her thing. We have no problem with it. We'll root for her. We'll be skeptical. I believe Star was the one who mentioned like, yeah, you know, I don't really put emotions in and stuff. I don't really feel emotions like that. I'm more calculated. I think about the statistics and the statistics are not in your favor. That was an interesting way to phrase it. The statistics are not in your favor right now. But I don't think Star is wrong for a 16 year old here. Okay, so let me throw something at you. So there's nothing that we learn in this episode that like maybe by itself I mean, there's one thing that I would consider to be a red, red flag, but it was just like the summation of so many different little things that we learn about Chris throughout this episode that like just kept peaking my like, okay, there's something off. There's something off. There's something off. Like my senses were just pinging about like, there's something about this person that doesn't, that like smells fishy. Right. Like I think the fact that first of all, her kids were sort of like, I mean, not chill is wrong. We describe it like obviously they both protest to the situation, but I feel like their mom has done some sort of maybe wild things before in the past. The whole like buying a dream house, but then moving to another country without having it like taken care of disappearing. I mean, we'll talk about that later. There's just like a bunch of little things. So I wanted to add this note about the kids as like the first piece of evidence in my binder about Chris's bizarre behavior. I don't think this is her first uh, taking a big gamble on romance either. I agree with you there. Yeah, I don't know if it's the romance thing or if it's something else that like mom just makes erratic decisions, but there's something about it. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll learn more about it as it comes along for sure here. Um, so then, Liana, let's jump over and and meet Jamie a little bit here. So uh, actually, you know, what? before that, can we talk about so uh, one of the reasons, one of the key reasons that led to Chris fully committing to moving was that mm-hmm. Jamie had gotten COVID about six months prior to this timeline that we're in and she was hospitalized for it. And mm-hmm. that is what fueled Chris to say this is the that was the moment that I knew I was going to do anything to be with her. And whatever it takes, I'm there. So we're going to put a pin in that. Okay. And then we're going to move over to Jamie. So Jamie is 30 years old, 10 years younger than Chris. She moved from Venezuela five years prior. So she's been living in Colombia for five years now. And it's because she feels like people in Colombia are more open to you being lesbian or gay. She does tell us she is a lesbian and that. She doesn't, she's had sex with men. She doesn't like it. It hurts and she doesn't get orgasms. <laughs> yeah. The, um, uh, what was her line? I wish I had actually wrote down the official quote. It was like, I don't like men, sex with men's or something like that. <laughs> I don't like sex I for men. Is, sex is what for men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So a little bit more information about Jamie is that, so she moved because she felt she'd be more accepted and she could be more open in Colombia. However, her parents still do not know that she is a lesbian. Her parents are conservative and she has not shared that information with them. Yeah, this is uh, my heart always goes out to people that are in this situation where mm-hmm. 
She still is not out to her family members, feels like she, you know, can't live her authentic life. I mean, obviously, she's now moved to Colombia because of the financial uh, situation and, you know, government situation in Venezuela. And at least she has supportive friends. So at least her chosen family are supportive. Mm -hmm. But I just I feel really bad for her. But she's she's really young, right? Isn't she like 20 or 21? She's 30. Wait, what? Yeah, I have it in my notes. Oh, it was her 30th birthday party that Chris disappeared for, right? Yes. Ah, okay. I wrote down 20th and then I was very confused, but I couldn't go back because I was watching. Okay, all right, great. What a one key can do, Liana. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I know, my fingers typed the wrong one. Okay, that makes more sense. Anyway, I that still, I can't imagine as also a 30-year-old woman, like not being able to feel comfortable that I could come out to my family. I feel really bad for her. Yeah, no, I I agree with you 100% there. Speaking of her uh, chosen family, her friends, we do meet two of them via Zoom, Andrea and Maria. They live in Venezuela. They've been friends for eight years, okay? And now, uh, Jamie's talking to them in the lead up to this, uh, to, to Chris, and this is where some of the red flags pop up. This is where we get some more information uh, on both ends, might I add. So first, we find out that in the lead up to her birthday, Chris disappeared for about 20 days and, you know, first it was three days, then it was weeks and she just didn't know where Chris was. Chris did not speak to her. She was being ghosted essentially. And then Chris reappeared right on her birthday, on her 30th birthday. Chris reappeared in messages and said that she had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, But we also find out that in the midst of all this, Jamie's grandmother passes away in this, in this ghosting hour. And so she's going through, where's my girlfriend? girlfriend's MIA completely then her grandma passes away and she's dealing with that she feels alone so she ends up talking to a woman from Texas in the middle of all this another woman is someone that she's Mm -hmm. talking to and later on they introduce us to Chris again and Chris talks to her mother about this about this woman from Texas Chris apparently got messaged by the woman from Texas saying Hey, so she was asking me to be in a relationship, but I looked her up, saw that she was in a relationship with you. I have receipts I can show you. So they shared messages. So then now Chris knows that Jamie talked to this other woman, but then also the other woman was alleging that that Chris wasn't sick with COVID, that Chris was working fine. You mean that Jamie was sick with COVID? Yeah. So it's like Jamie was talking to the Chris. And also this woman from Texas. But what is missing in this sort of like triangle of information is uh, the truth. Because essentially, like, Jamie is saying, I had COVID. I'm not talking to this woman from Texas anymore. Texas woman is like, she didn't have COVID. She is talking to me. And she wanted me to be her girlfriend. And we're hearing all of this from Chris's perspective. So I don't know which one of them... From my initial read, Jamie seems to be the most reasonable one. I've never met this woman from Texas before in my life. She sounds a little sus. Chris sounds a little sus to me. I just feel bad for Jamie in the middle of all this. Yeah, no, the the, the suspicions are are stacking up for me. And I do feel bad as well over there for Jamie. Uh, But then more so, I'm like, okay, wait. So, Chris, you had all this information and, and that didn't cause you to waver on your decision to move? Well... Okay, so okay, so the thing is, is like she 
I, I think maybe Chris just like believe either believed Jamie in the situation, but then she kept bringing it up. Like she didn't feel like Jamie was being 100% true with her. Right. Like it wasn't like she, she never said, Chris never said, but I don't believe this woman from Texas, like what she's spewing nonsense. Jamie mm-hmm. never asked her to be in this relationship. Like I totally trust Jamie. So, so we never hear that, which again, red flag. It like adds to this whole <laughs> thing of like her disappearing her, you know, being willing to do this. I, the, the whole like house thing too. Cause you mentioned this at the beginning where like, she says she bought her dream home, but the whole thing lit on fire, but it was like six apartments. She also owns the house next door, but she's just like leaping, leaving. And she has two jobs. She's leaving. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not getting like sound decision maker from this woman. There's something off about it. Well, that's the thing, right? is that we were like, okay, the, the kids are skeptical, but they're not completely saying this is like to her face. They're not saying this is absolutely stupid. You should not be doing this. But then the more and more information comes out, I'm thinking it. I'm thinking you're doing like you haven't even met yet and you're giving up two jobs. You are leaving in the midst of your house being renovated and like fixed after the fire. You are renting to own the other house just to have it pay for itself so you don't have to have extra expenses while you're gone. But you're also moving. This isn't a trip. This is your moving moving. It just seems like a lot having not met yet. And there's also this stuff with the woman from Texas and all the da 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 da. So. Like who? But also, okay. So in the renovation scene, she's like tearing down the wallpaper herself. And you see how bad the house is. Like Oh, the downstairs is crispy. This does not look like a renovation. This looks like a teardown type situation. Yeah, like it just looks terrible. So like who who is taking care of it? Like, do you own it outright? Are you still going to pay for it? Like, how do you have the money to pay for it? Like, does she have a lot of stuff like saved up? I don't know. Did she like save a bunch of money while she was just disappearing and ghosting her girlfriend? I'm really, really nervous for Jamie. Oh, yeah, same, same. It's a lot. It's a lot, but um, we'll see how it goes. This is all we got from this couple for now. Um, and then we'll see where we get to next. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll see where we get to yeah. next. Yeah. All right, Liana. Yeah. Let's oh wait, she has narc. You didn't talk about the fact she has narcolepsy. I mean, not what relevant. And I would say like not a red flag per se. What so, is that? Can you can you explain that for someone who doesn't know, myself included? Oh, yeah. I think she describes it on the show. So I don't remember exactly how she described it on the show, but essentially it's just like it's a sleeping disorder. So like Jinx Monsoon has narcolepsy. Um, And I think that that you can't fall asleep or you can fall asleep at any time. Uh, it makes you drowsy like throughout the day. Oh. So you, and it's not like the way they portray it in movies where you just like immediately you're out. Like you get sleepy. Just fatigue. Um, yeah. So she talks about how she has sleep spells and memory problems and things like that as a result. And she has told Jamie that she has narcolepsy. But they talk about when Chris is talking to her mom, she's like, yeah, I mean, you can tell somebody, but it's another thing to actually experience it in person. And we've seen this happen before where people talk about like, oh, I'm differently abled or like I deal with this or whatever. And then the other partner's like, yeah, of course, it's totally fine. And then it's like not fine. Right. But Jamie just seems so sweet and so nice. I'm definitely rooting for her. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've made that very clear at this point. (laughs) I love her. (laughs) Hopefully everything goes well there, but we'll see. We'll see. Episode one of many. 
All right, Liana, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we will be reintroduced to Danielle and Johan. Hey, it's Rob. We're always trying to do a better job for the listeners of Rob as a podcast. Something that you've asked for for a while is for a calendar of when all of our live podcasts are going to be. Now you can add the schedule to your Google calendar. Go to robasawebsite.com slash calendar to add the live podcast schedule to your calendar for free. And it was a great week on the podcast. Tons of great stuff around Survivor and Amazing Race. And don't miss our interview with Sandra Talking the traders here on RHAP. We know reality TV. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So it's Danielle and Johan time. This is the couple that we met through Love in Paradise, which I did cover at the end of my 90 day recaps when it was coming out. Uh, so you may have missed it, but the good news is it's a brand new season. We can refresh it for you. So Danielle is 42 years old. She lives in New York. She calls New York a toxic boyfriend. She's lived there for about 15 years. She is a high school history teacher and also has a side hustle as a yo- in a yoga and wellness center. Things she's got going on. Uh, she got married at 26, but she split away from that partner six months later. Then about a year ago, she took a trip to Dominican Republic you know, looking for love again. That's where she meets Johan. Johan is 32 years old. So again, 10 years, her junior and her story with Johan from there on picks up. But Liana, this was your first time meeting them. So I want you to set the stage here. Was she this unhinged in her season? I mean, you saw some of the flashback clips, so I've definitely seen those, but I felt a little bit more now than before, even dare I say, because, okay. So $200 $200 peanuts aside, like I get that. Um, so Johan, this was in the flashbacks, right? That Johan ate $200 worth of peanuts. Yeah, she was mad that Johan ate the, the hotel peanuts that cost a lot yeah, of money at nighttime. He, like he assumed that she'll pay for everything. Um, yeah, and they get married too. Um, so, okay. I thought like, oh, these this is like the one couple. They're married. Okay, they're in it together. All right, maybe a little bit less of a disaster. They've already been on one of the shows. Although when they are already on a show, you got to like immediately think, okay, why are they bringing these people back? Like either they were fan favorites like Kenny and Armando or there's no, something off about them. Or something yeah. off about them. Oh, yeah, them. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> it's one of the two, right? And it's definitely the latter for, for these people. I feel so bad for Johan. He seemed relatively... N- like not like a wacko danielle however oh boy questionable decision maker for sure like sure you you know you find a love you get married but with her the whole decision of like where are we gonna live and their of course lack of communication is i feel oh i feel so uncomfortable yeah, so so to set the stage here, when Love and Paradise was ending, one of the last episodes we saw them in, um, she had met his family for the first time and saw his living situation uh, and realized, based on the language spoken there with his family, that, oh, there's this expectation that Johan is going to go to America. 
to, you know, work there, live the American dream, bring money back here. Danielle has no interest in doing this. Danielle has wanted to basically retire away in Dominican Republic, live a life on the beach and just stay there permanently. That's what she wants. But when they left things, it was left open ended of, yeah, we'll see. Uh, We'll get a place here, but then we'll move to the States. And then when we pick up here, this is after COVID. And yeah, that is still the plan in Johan's head. But the more and more Danielle speaks, she has no interest in doing it. And she speaks in a manner to the point where she literally says, I, if I don't want him to move, he can't move because I have to file and I'm not going to file. So, but also she's not told him that yet. And she wants Mm -hmm. to tell him that in person. When her friends asked her about this, because her friends, definitely concerned friends came in. Lizette said, so wait, you're moving and getting rid of your apartment. What are you going to do there financially? She's like, oh, I'll eat mangoes. Then they were like, well, how are you going to afford all this? She said, I'm going to manifest it. Liana, (laughs) she's living off vibes and vibes alone. Yeah, I'm excited for for if I try to convince someone else. Like, I'm like, well, how are you going to pay for this car? Just vibes. I can pay for just vibes. I'm just going to manifest it. Like, uh, yeah, just underwriting for the loan. Yeah, I'm just going to manifest it. That's my plan. That's do you accept that as income? <laughs> just manifesting. Yeah. And combine that with the fact that she is some I, I wasn't exactly sure about the situation if she needs to like work for one more year or she just has it to like sounded like if she stays for a year and keeps doing what she's doing, she would get 15K. Right. Okay. What so it it's for to. her. Yeah. For her pension. So yes. she is a New York City school teacher, as you mentioned. And if she stays. So the way that the pensions work is that, like, it depends on the number of years that you stay, if I understand correctly. So if she hits that next like threshold, she would get an additional fifteen thousand dollars per year when she retires, which like. This was the whole thing with Jenny and like whether or not she could still collect her pension. It was like a whole thing. And obviously Mm -hmm. something you need to consider, like, you know, if you're going to move to another country and she seemed so not fussed about the whole thing. Oh, my God. What am I going to do with 15,000 at 63 years old? Live on the beach, eat mangoes. Oh, my God. That's the thing, too, is like she is. okay. so she talks about how she's like, yeah, what am I going to do with $15,000? But then is immediately complaining to Johan about how much everything costs. And it's like, I don't does not compute. Like, I don't get how you can just say that this is not a big deal. And then also be like, yeah, but everything is so expensive. And so I can't I, I don't know if it's just a way for her to essentially justify her decision that she's making. But also, I feel like she does not have a good understanding of like what life in the DR is actually going to look like when she's not just visiting as a tourist. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons, right, is that vacations are vacations, even if you're in a long term, long distance relationship, long term, and mm-hmm. you visit each other two days here, three days here, one week here, one week there. At the end of the day, Speaking from experience, those you end up realizing are all vacation, no matter how permanent it seems, it's vacation until you're together together. And especially in another whole other country where she's basically been resort living, beach living. I don't think she realizes that more goes into it to just, again, to scoff off 15,000 like it's nothing. When Johan has literally said multiple times, money made here is good enough for day to day only. There's no saving. There's barely you're just getting by. So mm-hmm. to me, it's a it's a huge overlook from her. But then also, again, Johan thinks that she's gone and applied for the visa and then they're going to get an apartment for about a year and then move to the <sighs> States. 
She has not applied for it. She has not told him about it. She's about to tell him in person. Oh my gosh. Okay. A few things. So the first thing is, I don't know why they're acting like New York city is the only place that you can live in the United States. Like fine. Yeah. You can live on the beach in the United States. That is also entirely possible. Like if you, I don't know, talked about what you wanted and like why you want what you want. And like, maybe you could actually try to come to an agreement that works for the two of you. Oh, who would have thought, but they're just acting like New York city is the only place that you can live. And also, I mean, She's spending $4,000 a month on rent. I don't know what, I mean, yes, New York is expensive, but it just felt like she was even exaggerating that. I mean, I don't know, maybe whatever. I don't know. The whole thing, it just felt so weird about the way that she speaks about it is also like, this is my plan. Like, this is not our plan. And that's what's wild is because they're already married. I could understand maybe if you hadn't gotten married yet and like you were like, look, this is my plan that I'm bringing to the table. But no, you're married now. Like this needs to be your plan. And so she's just not talking about it. She didn't talk about applying to the visa or like not applying to the visa, I guess. Just everything screams red flag. Oh, the the red flags are out and flying for sure with her for sure. Um, the other element of them that we've not talked about is that, um, and I do apologize to anyone if I get this wrong, but uh, Danielle practices Ifa, which is a spiritual religion, and Johan comes from a family of um, uh, Christians. So Johan doesn't understand her religion at all, and she's very into this. We've not seen this yet on this show with episode one, but we'd learned mm-hmm. quite a bit about how she goes about her way and, and how she, what the practices are and, and how she carries it in love and paradise. So I'm sure that's going to come up again. So we'll see how that plays out with them. We you get a little flashback this episode though. So that is another part of this that, that they're kind of different in, in that way as well. And so she get the thing is the episode ends with her getting to the DR. So we do see her move there. Okay. And they were driving back from the airport when she starts explaining to Johan, hey, so, you know, when we talked about looking for an apartment, I want to look for an apartment for more than a year. And maybe actually uh, my dream is to never go back. And he's like, well, you're, this is destroying my dream. She's like, your dream is made up. The American dream is not a dream. I spend $4,000 a month just for the apartment, which to that I say, I've seen enough memes and TikToks to know that living in New York is very costly. But like Liana said, the big country there's a lot of other cities you can go live at um and you can be close to the beach and it can be good weather you have those options um and you get to you know kick in that extra 15k for the pension if you do that i don't think she it's again it's very selfish i think and it's very much not taking into account johan's thoughts at all she's basically saying my dream is not to go back and that's the dream there's no compromise and a discussion yeah and i don't care I don't care what your dream is. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to lie to you about my intentions. I'm going to lie to you about applying to the visa and a complete disregard for anything that you want. So enjoy the relationship. Yeah. I mean, she oh. basically is saying, I, if you don't push me, I'm just not going to file. What are you going to do? Like you can't go without me and I am not going to do it. What, like, how do you even have a conversation with a person like this? It was just like, nope, this is my decision and it's happening. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Yeah, that's it. Bye bye. That's, that's it. Okay. 
She's going to infuriate me. I know I started this podcast by saying like, there's no one that I hate (laughs) because hate is a very strong word. That was 30 minutes ago, Liana. How far you've come. (laughs) You made it 30 minutes. I hate her. That's fine. Yeah, I I think she's going to be uh, the probably the main one that's going to irritate most of us out of the uh, I don't know. We haven't met two of the other couples in the, the uh, well, yeah. Mm. You'll we'll talk about there. them when they, well, yeah, when you actually get, but they Listen, seem like. Let's get scared. mad when it's time to get mad. For now, <laughs> no. we can be mad at one. Okay. 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 All right. So for now, then let's switch over and go to India. We're going to go to India and we're going to meet our next couple. First up, we've got the, the man, the myth, the legend with the long hair. It is Rishi Liana. Rishi, self-proclaimed Indian Jesus, age 32. He works as a fitness trainer and a model, but he thinks there's a stigma in the fitness industry that they only care about their looks. Little do they know, Rishi has a law degree and was a lawyer, but found himself in a cage. And then he switched over to his passion, his dream, fitness. And then other people convinced him to go to modeling, question mark? Yeah, he has a law degree from the law school. Good for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think that's not uncommon to prepare for a career and then eventually realize you're like, wait, why do I want to do this again? So good for him for following his dream. The way, though, that he described the whole model situation, which is like, yeah, and I guess it just like happened. And there's like a ton of pictures of him being super hot and like modeling pictures and stuff. I think he enjoys it. But oh, yeah, I mean, he seems to be pretty successful. He talks about how all the you know, I get a lot of attention from women. His milkshake brings all the women to the yard. That is what he says. And he has a very intense hair care routine. I was like, I didn't. Oh my god, I'm he uses trying. Rice water shampoo. Yeah, he's rice water shampoo. I saw him doing this technique called plopping, which is where, like, in order to get your curls to set, you like you don't you like plop them on top. That's what I use that T-shirt that I have that you always yes. forget to wash. Listen, yeah, that's the plopping T-shirt. It's been a minute since I've needed a hair care routine to drop, but. This is my free piece of advice to the hair care industry. Find a new phrase than plopping. Plopping's not it. Don't love that phrase. Doesn't sound like it's for hair. Sounds like it's for the bathroom. Yeah, it really doesn't, does it? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, he also mentions he gets a lot of attention. Yeah, so he gets a lot of attention from women. He makes no effort. They speak with him. And that's how he met his fiance, Jen. And then they immediately switch it to Jen who is on a farm um, and then like, you know, carrying after this pig. And then we learned that Jen is 46. So Jen and Rishi, as of this moment, have the biggest age gap with 14 years of difference. Jen being 46 from Oklahoma. And uh, he met a farmer, farmer's daughter, Liana. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we find out that Jen, I mean, Jen talks also a little bit about her background, how she sort of traveled all over. Uh, she describes herself, I believe, as a nomad. Uh, so, you know, I don't I don't know if she's necessarily been like on the farm her whole life. She's traveled, it seems like quite a bit. Um, and now she's sort of back on the family farm. And I think she was in a like a solo trip to India, I believe is what she said when she met Rishi for the first time. Yes. And she was not interested in no. him. I love that. So she met him in the hotel lobby because he was there for a shoot. And yeah. then he showed her some modeling photos. 
And she thought, nope, I'm out. He seems like a bit of a douchebag. Yeah. Her words, not mine. <laughs> Good for <And> her. <laughs> but then she was like, and then we kind of saw each other a couple of times again. And then we like hung out for about a month. And she said, it's hard to pinpoint what made me fall for Rishi. Within a month of meeting, he ended up proposing to me. We hadn't discussed the future. We hadn't talked about any of that. But I didn't hesitate to say yes. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That was interesting. I mean, look, here's the thing. I will say that that is sort of the initial vibe that also the show, I think, is trying to portray for Rishi is that he is sort of this like, oh, self-obsessed, you know, aesthetic, like super focused on aesthetics, like kind of D-bag. So good for him for being able to, you know, show his personality to Jen. Maybe he's not like that. And that's just sort of how he's being portrayed or like what his outside appearance sort of makes you think about. Maybe there's more to him. But I will say that Jen's decision to be like, yeah, I'm going to say yes. One month after meeting him seems a little like, wait, what? And also he proposed one month after them meeting. Like, I mean, I guess they're really in love. I, I mean, <laughs> he she, he turned a a no, you're a douchebag to yes, I'll marry you within 30 days. And obviously they didn't hang out every day for the 30 days. They met like here or there and passing. That is wild to me. Mm-hmm. And then it's wild that she because he said that's how he met his fiance, Jen, meaning Jen is the one who first approached him. Right. And then said, mm, not into it. And then he fell for her hard. She fell for him hard. They've proposed no discussion about the future. But then on top of all this, that's when then she came back. COVID hit and she's not been able to see Rishi since it's been two years. I'm actually kind of impressed that they have managed to stay in contact and be committed for so long like that. So those are the things that give me confidence that, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, maybe there really was something there because you know what? You never know. Sometimes you just like immediately vibe with a person and because of their weird situation of, you know, her being from the United States, him being from India, like, yeah, maybe it pushed them to do the proposal. So the fact that they've stayed in contact, I think that that's a really great thing. I mean, obviously there's a little bit of like, well, he wasn't replying all the time. Yeah. Nervous. He did a little ghosty ghosty ghosted her at one point in the, in the two year gap there. And they showed us footage of a video message she oof. sent him, which was not a good look. The oof is oh my God. appropriate. Do you want, do you have the notes to retell? <laughs> it was just like, it was one of those. I'm not saying she was on anything, but I was like, this is like the drunken, sad, crying video that you sent somebody. You can just leave me <laughs> if you want. I'll find this fine. I'll look fine. for someone else. It was kind of like that. Like, a glass of wine in hand. You so can, can I ask you, you something? Want, I'll move on. Uh-huh. Um, so last night, I know Liana was watching this episode last night. Okay. I was in my room. She was in her room. I had one earbud off. And I heard you say the words, oh, brother, was it watching this clip or did I mishear you? <laughs> How do you know that wasn't me the entire episode? It, it might have been this. It also might have been for Chris when Chris disappeared. And I was ah. like, oh, brother, because I had had like, again, you know, you sort of like you meet somebody and you're chatting with them and you I always assume the best in everybody. And then immediately, you know, you kind of get these little things. You're just like. Oh, okay, that's an odd choice, or like, hmm, that's an interesting decision, or like, 
hmm, I can't believe you do that. And I think I got to that point. It was like, oh, brother. <laughs> oh, it's funny. So, cause I but think it could apply for this as well. Yeah. I think in our relationship, shocked to no one, I, I've been the gen, but I've not said it out loud, but I felt it where like, I didn't hear from you for like almost the whole day. And I was like, you know, maybe she's not that into me. Maybe, uh, Maybe she like, you know, she'd be happy with someone. I won't go into my like full Drake sadness mode, which makes no <laughs> sense, granted. But I never said it. I never sent you a video like that, which I think I'm I'm very happy about. I'm also very happy you didn't do that. I don't know how well that would have gone. I look, I here's a here's the thing. When you are in a long distance relationship, especially one that's existed for, you know, two, three years. Yeah, it it sucks. Like you, you do have, you know, maybe a little bit of trust issues or like you're never quite sure what's going on because you're just not physically with that person. Uh, So I do, I do understand the motivation behind it, but yeah, clingy much. (laughs) Okay, relax. Okay. (laughs) I am a prize. Uh Uh-huh. Hey. You won. Anyways, moving right along here. Uh, yeah, so that's okay. So first of all, I want to also point out that Charles, her brother was playing the role of skeptical family member for her and Mm -hmm. was like, you know, I've seen the modeling pics, but that doesn't give me personality. I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about him. I was like, that's fair. It's very fair. I mean, hell, your sister saw the modeling pics and said, douchebag, ew, no. So that's not going to be the impression you want to get, but she's moving. So we're going to learn more about her move to, to India soon. I'm very curious to see these two and how they go along because unlike the first two couples we've discussed, Jamie, we're rooting for Jamie. Uh, Danielle and Johan were like, oh my God, Danielle's a walking red flag. Rishi and Jen, I don't know yet. They're very unwritten for me. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure about them either. I So they, one of the things I think that the brother said was that, oh, you've only spent 45 days together, which then I started thinking back about us. I think we only spent about 45 days together in person. I mean, obviously this was like two days every month for a couple years. So it was like, it was like, yeah, it was like a week, a week, a week. And then like, yeah, two days, day and a half, two days, day and a half, two days. So it like kind of came up to close about 50, 60, maybe. Yeah, so it like adds up over time. So to me, I was like, oh, that's not red, that's not red flag. <laughs> but that's my own like <laughs> personal read on that. I I think that she also has the benefit of that she is not selling a house, she's not leaving a job. Like she has at least a support system that she can come back to if something goes wrong. Because I yes. always get nervous for the people that they are leaving their jobs and selling their houses and selling all their stuff, and they don't have that support system back in the United States. But she's moving out. It seems like of her parents' house. She's working on the farm. Obviously, I'm sure they would be happy to have her back. So I'm not too worried about them if it doesn't work out. Yeah, no, me neither. I, I, I'm curious to see where they go, but I also don't feel that level of uh, red flag panic for them quite yet. Yeah, uh, same. Oh, yeah. The one other thing about them was, and I think this was in the promo in like it within the episode like they the promo opened up with the, the promo this time as opposed to it being at the episode's end which I thought was interesting it was funny because Jen was like yeah it's hard to know what made me fall for Rishi and then they just show a bunch of sexy pictures of him mm-hmm. <laughs> which I know she doesn't say it's actually the opposite in the actual but I was like I see you producers yeah I, I see, see I see you I know what I you're doing you. I see. Yeah, which which you know, perfect time to bring up that there are two couples we do not meet in this episode that we saw in the previews for the season. Um I'm curious 
because you know when well, production decision of these two are not going to be introduced quite yet i think why i think they're going to be two of the more contested couples as well uh given what we just a little bit we saw but we'll cross that bridge when we get there liana this brings us to our last couple of this episode and easily can tell you i believe both you and i are rooting for them very hard oh my god I take it away that. liana introduce us to gabriel and isabel Yes, this is get okay. Yes, so this is the one couple. So I was genuinely trying to remember yesterday if we had talked about this on the last week's podcast when I was on, or if you and I had just talked about it. I think it was like, by ourselves. Okay, so this is the one couple that I had seen in the promos and everything that I was like, they are giving me Kenny and Armando vibes of like a couple that everybody is rooting for and is excited about, and all of their conflict is going to come from external things that like aren't actually inherent to their relationship so we meet uh gabrielle gabriel gabrielle gabriel i think it's gabrielle i said gabriel, gabriel and now i'm questioning myself okay I think yeah, let's go, we'll just go with gabriel oh, <laughs> whatever gabriel okay well okay. we'll eventually learn his name i swear so he has his own underwear brand. Um, it's get more proud wear or GMP wear, which I think is really funny. And it has like built in penile bulges. Um, it, so it's like an underwear brand with the bulge built in um, for members of the trans community who maybe haven't had their bottom surgery yet and want to have, want to have a bulge down there to make them feel themselves so anyway so he goes down to columbia to find a new supplier for his underwear and then like the not the bulges because we get to see him making them which was really fun it reminded me of like craft tiktok time where i get to see people of small businesses like make soap or make candles or stuff like that so i love that kind of thing and but he actually he buys the underwear and then like sews it in sews the the penis into the the fake penis like into the the package anyway so they had like a very natural way of meeting just very organic and they seem to be like just totally in sync at least from what we've seen so far like the biggest obstacle is that gabrielle 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 anyway uh gabrielle gabrielle is uh trans and so you know obviously that's something that he comes out to isabel about and she was so supportive about the whole thing it was so lovely to see because I was nervous, right? Because I was nervous when when Gabrielle was building up the story um, of saying we had a good night, everything was great. And then the next day, I didn't want to lie to her. I wanted to be honest. And I shared and my heart stopped for a second. But Isabel came through, said, nope, doesn't change anything for me. I, I, I want to get to know you more. Nothing's changed, which was awesome. I was so happy to see that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So again, no like immediate red flags with them, but the one like piece of conflict that again reminds me a little bit of, of Kenny and Armando because the issue was like Armando, I don't remember if he hadn't come out to his family or he hadn't come out to his family that he was like in a relationship with Kenny. I don't exactly remember like what he had or had not disclosed, but Gabrielle or Gabriel has the same issue that he hasn't told Isabel's family. So even though he's moving down to Columbia for them and they're all going to like live together, he wants to ask Isabel's parents for her hand in marriage he hasn't talked about that. And that's obviously weighing on him. He wants to be able to, you know, be him whole, his whole self with her family, especially because once they get married, you know, her family becomes his family. 
Yeah, so their story immediately had me. They both seem lovely. I haven't seen a single red flag anywhere. And we get to learn a little bit more about Gabriel than we do Isabel in this episode. So we see that uh, Gabriel during COVID had started doing a one-man pride parade. So we learned about that, um, which was absolutely lovely. We also get to meet Gabriel's best friend, Keon, um, who uh, he met Keon in a trans support group that they were in. And the important conversation that comes up here, which you, to allude to what you were saying about a couple that really has no red flags and the any problems they face might be coming from external familial stuff primarily mm-hmm. shows its head here. Because what we learn is that her parents love Gabriel, have accepted Gabriel, but they don't know that Gabriel is trans. And also, Gabriel wants to ask for their blessing to marry their daughter. And Keon and Gabriel were basically discussing which should come first and how to approach this very, very complicated topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a delicate situation. I think Gabriel obviously wants to be able to be himself and that's part of his identity you know mm-hmm. I, I can't remember if he described himself or if his friend described him like you know he is a person of trans experience that is something that is part of his life and so being able to share that obviously with your future family is really important um and so i liked the decision ultimately to obviously it's tough but i think again the whole point is to be open and honest and to approach that marriage proposal with your true authentic self. So telling the parents first, which I'm sure is going to be a super tough conversation. I'm really nervous for them. And I really, really, really hope it goes well because I'm rooting for them so hardcore. But uh, yeah, I just hope it goes well. I'm so nervous. (laughs) Same. My fingers are all the way crossed. So at this point, I thought, okay, we've met a couple where there's not a skeptical friend or family member. Everything's looking up. Until we get to the one last scene with them. And that scene happens to be where Gabriel's going to a tattoo parlor to get Isabel's name tattooed on him. Okay. And I thought, oh, I'm familiar with this. I've I've done this. You know, I get it. (laughs) I can relate. I can relate to Gabriel. However, uh, we meet Monica, who is Gabriel's sister. Okay. And the boyfriend of the the girlfriend of the tattoo artist that is tattooing Isabel on Gabriel's name. As Monica comes in, Gabriel's like, I had a feeling you were going to be here today. <laughs> and she was like, you don't think my boyfriend's going to give you a tattoo of your new partner's name and I'm not going to know about it. And then g- proceeds to grill him for having a tattoo of his former girlfriend's name on the, his back or his neck. That mm-hmm. is going to get blacked out by the tattoo artist before he leaves. But he basically wants to show this support of like, you are permanent in my in my life. And mm-hmm. Monica's like, yeah, you're going to show her that she's permanent. Like the previous <laughs> girlfriend that was permanent, too. That's a good sign, huh? Like, oh, my God, Monica, please. We're rooting for them. Monica. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be chill. Chill, Monica. Be chill. Yeah, I, look, so yeah, look, this is the second uh, partner tattoo that Gabrielle's gotten. The thing is that he says, yeah, I was 18, 19. I was really young. Yeah. So, okay, that that to me is a little bit more understandable. Although Monica also was talking about how it's, well, you you move quickly 
independent of the tattoos. Like the tattoo mm-hmm. is just, you know, an added level, you know, how many, how many girlfriends or, uh, yeah. How many girlfriends have you brought back, you know, to have the house you lived with, with us or have you lived with yeah. or all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Okay. Look, maybe, maybe he just falls hard and falls deep. But again, what gives me confidence in them is the fact that, so they met organically. He, I think rented or bought, uh, an apartment down in Columbia had been sort of living 50, 50 in both places he's met isabel's kids which also is something that monica brings up that oh you don't you know you had said that oh you don't want to date somebody with kids but isabel has kids that's like well the kids are older and gabrielle talks about how he, he feels like he's a family when he's with the three of them and that's just so sweet and they've lived together for a while and now they're just sort of making it permanent and because of that sort of continued commitment and the fact that they have spent a lot of time together i i think they're gonna be fine Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think so too. I'm cautiously optimistic. My fingers are all the way crossed and I really, mm. really hope things work out for them because it's been a minute since I've had a couple that I'm rooting for this strongly. And I've only met them for about what, 20 minutes of screen time at most. And I haven't even met Isabel yet, but I really want them to work out so bad. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy to have someone to root for this season. That's great. We haven't met Isabel. Like I said, we'll probably meet Isabel in the upcoming episodes. We didn't get a next time on, so I'm not going to be able to tell you specifically what we're going to see next episode, but I'm excited for what this season has to offer. And Liana with that, Bit of a shorter episode, but that's all they gave us. And that's all we have here for everyone today. Right, exactly. We only got to meet four of the six couples. So, and, you know, we really just got the introduction to their story. So there's not like a lot of sort of hard, concrete things to talk about. It's mainly just sort of the setup of what we're going to expect from them, get a sense of their personalities. But even then, I still feel like there are some things that we're going to find out later on. That's really all we have to work with. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 optimistic for the season, even if we end up disliking all of them by the end. At least we're not getting Angela and Big Ed. So Right. Which will take least there's that. <laughs> and and unbeknownst to you, I would like to introduce a new segment. I'm going to try and introduce when the time's right, when there's something to talk about called 90 Second Fiance, where I bring you a headline or a piece of information or some news I hear from people from the 90 day universe who are not in the current season, which means there's no spoilers because they're not on the show. So <gasps> Yay. I bring to you 90 second fiance first ever moment. I'll try and think of a jingle for this or something like a, like a little sound bump. We'll see. <laughs> Liana, are you ready for the 90 second fiance news report? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 90 second fiance folks. Uh, There was a reporting on Reddit that I saw posted about eight hours ago. Someone has spotted a filming of a new show in the Florida Keys. Okay. Mm -hmm. They've listed five people that were seen Mm -hmm. being filmed. Liana, would you like to venture a guess? If you already seen it, don't say it. But have you, do you want to venture a guess? 
<laughs> I, I, I know, so I'm just going to shut my mouth. <laughs> All season, uh, six months of my life, I covered Happily Ever After, and I said repeatedly, and every episode, I really hope we don't see Angela or Big Ed ever again, because I don't want to talk about them. Angela, Big Ed, Liz, Kalani, and Asuelu were spotted filming in the Florida Keys. Now, what is this show? Don't know. Will I cover it? Hell no. Probably <sighs> not. Most likely not. Depends on the rest of the cast. But if I do, I promise you I will not be talking about Angela or Big Ed because no, we're not doing that. Why, Liana? I told you they like that people hate them. They like that people hate them because hate equals engagement and engagement knows no good or bad. If their yeah. name is out there, if their hashtag is floating about, they stay in business. I mean, here's the thing, though. I kind of like that they put them in their own little pen. Like, I would rather them be relegated to whatever this stupid show is than they like taint a whole other cast. I agree. But my hope is that they are on a separate show that is like a 90 day offshoot and not 90 day fiance happily ever after season seven or whatever the next one is. No, please. No, don't say these things. I don't want them to be truly on a. And that's been your 90 second fiance. Sorry for the bad news dropped on your lap. I was really hoping this is going to be about Darcy and Stacy. Darcy and Stacy's new show started also in case anybody cares. No. Yeah. L Liana watches it unapologetically. I do. I, do. I yeah. can't help it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Ugh. I'm whatever. All right. Well, Liana, thank you so much for coming back on right after the finale of the last season to talk about the premiere of this season. Let the people know where can they find you? What are the projects you have going on? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. The biggest thing I have going on is RuPaul's Drag Race. We're having a really fun time with season 15. Beth Amon and I are covering everything from the super size Sweet 16 season that is now only an hour on MTV. So definitely check that out. It's in wrap ups or the um, Drag Race feed. Perfect. Thank you for that, Liana. Uh, you can all find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puyas, where you can find me when I'm not podcasting. And as far as podcasting goes, I just talked with Matt and Mari about the Royal Rumble. We gave our predictions on what was going to happen. The Royal Rumble is obviously done at this point. But if you would like to see what we predicted, you can check out that podcast. They do a great job with wrestling content. So definitely check them out. And also, last but not least, if you would like to leave a rating or review for this season, it is the start of a new season. Would appreciate that. It'll help people find the podcast. It'll give me some much needed feedback. You can do so over on robinswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance that's the number nine number zero day fiance but that means we are arrived at our destination here on this podcast i hope you had fun with us we'll see you next week but until then take care have a good one bye Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.